Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Thank you, Father, for your word, which is life-changing and which can affect our lives tremendously. Father, we commit this session into your hand. Holy Spirit, we remember again that you are the most important person here. We acknowledge you. We worship you. We give you the reverence and we say, have your own way. Gentle Holy Spirit, do what you want to do and please yourself. For this is your people. This is your place. This is your congregation. Have your own way, Holy Spirit. We rely on you this morning for your help, for your anointing. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the gift of God. Thank you for the help of the Spirit of God, which is without repentance. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. Hold somebody's hand and say, it's time for the word of God. It's time to be blessed with the word of God. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and say, I'm a child of God. What about you? Oh, look at somebody eyeball to eyeball. Say, I'm a child of God. What about you? Hallelujah. I want you to take your Bible in your hand, lift up your Bible high. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. Every Christian ought to have a Bible. They ought to read it every day. This is my Bible. I read my Bible every day. I am what it says I am. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. And I have what it says I have. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. I read my Bible every day. I'm proud of my Bible. I prefer this book to Mills and Boone, to Daily Graphic, and to my textbooks. This is my Bible. I read it every day. I am not lying. I read it every day. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. We want to read our Bibles. Hallelujah. All right. This morning, I want to just briefly continue. Maybe not brief, but I want to continue on the seven great principles. What have we been sharing in church? Seven great principles. Turn to somebody say, seven great principles. Seven great principles. Hallelujah. What is principle number one? Man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in a body. Always know that. Whenever we go for a crusade, the people that you see before you, you must know that these people standing there 
are spirits and their life lies in a thread it, it hangs in a balance and a day is going to come when these people will stand before their gods I've seen it too many times to know that life is more than just what we see and what we have around life is more than your dresses life is more than your hair life is more than marriage life is more than uh, uh, going to school life is more than business life is more than eating and drinking there is a life that is going to continue in the day that you lie down in your grave are you hearing me today yes. I remember so many years ago my lecturer told me that if life we were standing before some dead bodies we were going to cut them up and he he told us that if this is all that life is as we look at the dead bodies he said if this is all that life is then even goats are better because when they die we can eat them and he, he was he's born again and he said you see there must be something else and something more to life whenever you see death pastor nick always used to say that he, he believes that every christian should go to the mortuary at least once in his lifetime to see the place and to see what is there and where we are going and how life cannot be just what life is not just a physical life there's a life that is going to continue remember the story jesus told us there was a certain rich man so and so and so you know clothing purple and fine linen which was which fed sumptuously every day and there was a certain beggar named lazarus which was laid at his feet desiring to be fed by the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table and it came to pass that the rich man, that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into abraham's bosom and it also came to pass that the rich man died and in hell he lifted up his eyes he was a rich man he was a, a member of the government he was a member of parliament he's an old politician whatever it is he was a rich man and he died he was buried they had a great way keeping at dansoman uh, Latebi Okoshi, wherever so many people came. He couldn't even go and see the body because there were so many people. The Bible says the rich man died. You see, but dear friend, your life, I know people who plan for their funerals. People repair. Somebody was telling me yesterday how he wants to renovate a house so that when he dies, you know, and people come for the, he said that that's where he'll be laid in state. <laughs> so that when people come, they'll come to the house, the house will be nice and he will also be lying there in state nicely. I know a man who bought a coffin, everything ready. Coffin. I know a man who has an account for his funeral. Bank account, special account for funeral, his funeral. You see, many people have it that life ends at the grave. Life ends at the cemetery. No, that is not true. Life goes on. The Bible says, and the rich man died. End in hell. He lifted up his eyes. Some of you say that hell is not, hell is on earth. There is no heaven, there is no hell. Dear friend, don't make that terrible mistake because when you go there, there is no turning back. In fact, when you get there, you become an evangelist. Like the rich man. The Bible says, the rich man said, Father Abraham, I pray thee, I have five brethren in the house. Five brethren at Osu. Please send somebody from Awudome Cemetery to tell them that this place is real. And, 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 and Abraham said, son, son, remember, son remember you see abraham was crying abraham wished that he could bring the man out of hell into heaven he says son remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things and likewise lazarus evil things but now thou art tormented and he is comforted and besides all this there is a gulf fixed between you and me so that they that would come from hence to you cannot and he went on to say that 
if they will not listen to the preachers that are around, if they will not listen to the young men that are coming out today to preach the word of God, if they won't listen to the old men who have gone through life and are preaching the word of God, they won't listen if somebody comes from the grave. They won't. They won't. And I don't want anybody to become an evangelist in hell. He was, he was thinking about his brothers, how to get them saved so that they wouldn't come here. Dear friend, let's, let's, let's realize life is more than what we see around and what we have. Life is more than your car. It's more than your bank account. It's more than what you are because you leave it all behind and you're going to go on. So are you ready for the life that is ahead? Some of us are going to enter into heaven naked. The angels will have to give you clothes because as Christians on this earth, you've done nothing. The Bible says some of us are going to be saved as through fire. You enter heaven with just your pajamas or your cloth and angels will have to give you you have nothing whilst others will enter with crowns mansions and everything and you will be just something because you are just coming to church just a believer just around in the system god wants you to do something you see you have a responsibility on this earth as a christian not just to come to church and warm the seats i often tell you stand if you stand up now and you feel your seat you see that it's warm that is all the work you've done by coming to church many times and many Christians, that is all that we do. And God wants us to get involved. And you see, how can you even enjoy Christianity if you don't get involved? I mean, well, look, let me tell you something. Some time ago, I didn't used to sing. I mean, I'll tell you quite frankly. When it comes to worship time, singing time, I wouldn't sing. Because I found the songs, you know, I'll just be there. I mean, I wouldn't really, you know, flow along. So I'll just be there. I didn't, I didn't, I just knew a few songs. Jesus, uh, he is Lord, he is Lord. A few, one or two, three. But the rest I didn't know and I didn't care. Huh. I didn't know what I was missing. I tell you, for a long time. And a time came when Pastor Eddie, Pastor Pencil, and so on began to teach about these things and talk about them. And we began to learn the songs. And I began to flow. And I, I got to see that, Charlie, there is, a, there is a realm out there that I have to flow into. Are you understanding me? Oh, are you hearing me this morning? You can never enjoy something unless you go into it fully. When it's time for singing, you see some people... Yeah. You, you can't enjoy it you, you sometimes you see the instrumentalists they'll be playing and they will not be singing they will not be worshipping they're also not enjoying it I often tell them when you are playing sing along, worship along you've got to be involved otherwise you'll be left out you never really flow along are you with me? if you are in this church you have to flow along if you are in this church, you have to flow along. You have to, you have to get involved and flow and flow and flow so that you can really enjoy and partake what is going on. Hallelujah. What is principle number two? Say it again. Right. We talk about the nature of man and I believe many of you here sitting here have got testimonies how you were before you got saved and somehow something has changed within you and that has changed your whole life and we realize that the spirit of an unsaved man that is why people do things which are not right they don't want to do them they know it's not right they know it's killing them I mean I know a, a doctor and not only one doctor who, who is killing himself with cigarettes I mean he smokes one after the other and as a doctor, I can tell you a chain of sicknesses and diseases which come to your life through smoking. 
carcinoma of the bronchus, chronic bronchitis, atherosclerosis, and others. You increase the incidence of heart attacks, myocardial infarction, all sorts of problems through smoking. He knows it. I mean, he's, a, he's, he's not his MBCHB, MRCP, and others. That is member of the Royal College of Physicians. You see him smoking. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes the, the hold cannot be broken. But I tell you, when a man gets born again, something happens inside. Yes. Hallelujah. You don't just begin to obey a set of rules. Now I won't do this. Now I'll do this. Now I won't do this. Now. That is New Year's resolution. Hallelujah. That is not Christianity. That is Islam. That is not Christianity. There is a new birth. Something happens inside you. Bible says when a man is in Christ, he is a new creation. In your spirit, you are a new person. I'm a new person. Look, I'm different from what I used to be. Not, not, don't look at my actions, but in my heart, there's something has happened. Hallelujah. And that has changed my nature. And so we went, we went on to the third principle. What is principle number three? Okay, turn your Bible. Say it again loudly. Okay. Turn your Bible to Ephesians chapter 4. We want to read from verse 20, 21, 22. 20, 21, 22. Praise the Lord. You people think I don't have slacks. <laughs> Somebody told me that I'm so local. My God. Thank God. Glory to God. <laughs> Tell you, I can speak in that more than anybody else. Praise the Lord. Okay, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Verse 22. That ye put off the, concerning the former conversation, the old man. He's now talking about the old spirit, the behavior of the old spirit. Put off concerning conversation. or Conversation is the old word for behavior or your lifestyle. The old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. That's what we talked about. The spirit of unsaved man is desperately wicked and dead and deceitful. All right, now verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on. Now God is telling you, put on. Clothe yourself. The new man. You see, there's something new inside you. God is saying, put on that new man. Act like the new man. Which after God is created. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. Which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. God has recreated your spirit. Turn to somebody and, say, and shake the person's hand and tell the person, if you are born again, if you are born again, God has recreated your spirit in righteousness and true holiness. Congratulations. Congratulations. You are a new creature. You are a new creation. You are righteous. 
You are holy. You are not trying to be righteous. You are righteous. You are. Look into the person's eyes. You are. You are. In spite of what you did yesterday, you are righteous. You are. You are. You are. You are righteous. You have been created in righteousness and true holiness. Hallelujah. Okay. Turn your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I want to show you the verses in the Bible. You see, it's important to know what is happening because, you see, we are not a new religion. We are not a set of rules. Do this, don't do that, don't go to this, go, don't wear this clothes, don't put eyelash, don't put uh, rouge, don't put mascara, don't do your perm, don't wear earrings, don't do this, don't do that. If you do that, you go to heaven. Say Hail Mary, say Our Father, bow down your head this way, praise the north and do that. We are not a new religion. Something has happened on the inside of us. We've been recreated, hallelujah, and we have the nature of God. I want to preach about that today. Second Corinthians chapter 5, Verse, verse, let's read verse 17 first. Let's turn up and read the word of the king. Second Corinthians. This is a, my favorite verse in the whole Bible. My favorite. Underline it. Write pastor's favorite verse. <laughs> Therefore, let's read it together. Verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are coming, have become new. Huh? I'm even reading it wrongly. Let's read it again. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Now, listen carefully. Hear me well. You see, when you get born again, how many of you, if you were tall before you got born again, you were tall like this, like me? After you got born again, are you still, are you, do you become short? But I thought he said all, th all things are passed away. If you, if you used to limp when you walk, after you got born again, I thought he said all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If you, if you had your head perm, your hair perm, and Jerry Kell at the back, and perm in the front, the day you got born again, after that, it, that, that, that doesn't change. You see, God is not talking about something physical. <laughs> if you used to speak in slang, praise the Lord, brother. Glory to God. After you got born again, the slangs don't change. You speak the same way. Kwemo, majiboe. You speak like a gun. It's like a gun, yojibo. These things don't change. You see, God is not talking about something that we can see. And look, he didn't say when a man is in Christ, he is becoming a new creature. Is that what he said? Look carefully. Look very carefully. When a man is in Christ, he is becoming a new. Somebody said, give me some time. Things are going to change. Look, things have already changed. I'm giving you the news today. This is the news. I'm telling you what has happened to you. Harriet, in your heart, a change has come about in your spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. You are now a new creature in your spirit. That's why Jesus said, I'm not talking about, when he was telling Nicodemus, I'm not talking about going back into your mother's womb. He said, what is born of the spirit is spirit. I'm talking about a spiritual thing. You are thinking about physical things. 
Bible says all things, all those deceitfulness, the desperately wickedness, it's gone out of you. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, say you are no more desperately wicked. Glory to God. Now let's look at my next verse, the same chapter, verse 21. Let's all read it out loud together. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Let's read it again. Who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. Bible says here, look at the last two lines. That we might be made the righteousness of who? The righteousness of God. God's right. Is God good? God is good. I tell you, God is good. Is God good? Is God righteous? Is God holy? Who is holier than God? You tell me. You look like somebody who knows that, the answer to that question. It, it looks like you know somebody in, in Dansoman who is more righteous than God. Do you know anybody? Tell the truth. I don't know anybody. You are sure? Anybody more righteous than God? And the Bible says, he doesn't know. Does anybody know? Could you raise your hand? If you raise your hand, I'd like to tell you you are the greatest liar <laughs> in the whole wide world. <laughs> who is more righteous than Almighty God, our Savior? Bible says that you have been made. It didn't say you are trying, God is trying to make you. You have been made the righteousness of God in Him. You see, He became sin. So now you are righteous. And righteousness is the thing that the church has never understood. You are righteous. Look, whether you, you commit whatever sin you commit, you are that is the, your standing. Look, I am a doctor. Whatever I do, if I go to the moon, I become an astronaut and I go to the moon, I am still a doctor. It does not change that status. If I become a preacher, I, it does not change the fact that I am a doctor. I can heal you. I can, I can do something to you medically. I can cure you. I can operate on you even. I've operated on people before. It, it cannot change that status which has been put upon me by the Ghana Medical School and the University of Ghana. If you are a lawyer or if you are whatever you are whatsoever you do even if you are uh, uh, you become a prostitute in the end it doesn't change the status that of the fact that you are a lawyer or a doc or whatever you're a nurse you are that period anything else you do it doesn't change the fact that of what you have been made and that is the point I want the church of God to get that you are righteous you have been made righteous and if you sin, it doesn't change that. All that it does is that it takes you out of fellowship with God. It means you just you break contact with God. And you have to ask God to forgive you. But your situation, your status is righteous. All your sins have been blotted out. You see, in the Old Testament, they, they had what they call atonement. That means to cover. The sins were there, but they were covered. So God will not see the sin. He will not see what you've done. Yes, the Bible says that the blood of bulls and goats just covered it. So it was there. You'll be standing there, you'll be praying. Your sins will be there and they are just covered. But the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, has washed them away. Has blotted them out forever. The Bible says the blood of goats and bulls could not 
cleanse us. It could only atone and cover the sin for a while. So that is why every year, every male, if you are in your house, see why you are in your house, the man in the house has to go to the temple and present a kettle and some other things as offering for your sin every year. It, it, wasn't doing, it wasn't doing anything. But the Bible says that God has cleansed us. He has blotted out and he has changed our nature. Look, how many of you are here, you are born again, you know in your heart that your nature, your very nature has been changed. I want you to raise your hands. You are born again, you know, hallelujah. Amen. You can see there's something that has, that has changed in you. And you know, today I want to just preach, it's the most important message for the church of God. I want the church to be conscious of the fact that you are righteous. Because when you know that you have done nothing wrong, if they take you to the court, if they arrest you and they put you in the uh, uh, prison, and they take you to court and they say you have done it, and you know you have not done anything, when you go to court, you are very bold. I tell you, when you know that you are a righteous man, when you stand in front of devil spirits, when you stand before witchcraft, when you stand before Almighty God and you say, Father, I need this. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Save my mother. Save my father. Father, don't let this happen. Father, don't let this happen in the name of Jesus. It's not a bad person who is praying. It is a righteous man, a bold man, a man who knows who has been made righteous. I tell you, righteousness has been credited to you. You cannot become more righteous than you are today. I'm, I'm telling you a fact because you have been made present tense continuous. The righteousness of God. Righteousness has been credited to your accounts. You cannot grow in you cannot become more righteous than you are. You can only go out of fellowship with God. But the state of your spirit and your heart as it is, you it cannot improve. It has improved to the maximum. You are now as righteous as God. You have the righteousness of God in you. And that should make us bold when we come to pray. You see, many times we've, we've faced uh, situations and we are conscious of our wrong. We are conscious of something that we didn't do right. I mean, as you sit here today, you know what you haven't done right. And you know how your life is. And you know you are a bit funny. You see, so when you stand to pray, you don't have so much confidence when you are praying. You don't have so much faith. I want to preach some, you know, let me just read it out. We do not grow in righteousness. I don't write it down. I'm not reading the Bible. I'm reading my sermon notes. We are made righteous. Hallelujah. And righteousness is credited to us. I mean, understand that forever. It's it just, you've just become that. I mean, coolly, coolly, you just floated from wickedness. You were sentenced to death. And coolly, you've just come out of the prison, out of it all. Now, you are just free. Acquitted and discharged, that's the word. You are, you are just free. I mean, I've seen people that were sentenced to death. People that were, were doomed and damned. And they knew, they had no, con- and they knew they did it. You see, when somebody knows he's done something, they, they, they act differently. Like, for instance, at the airports, all over international airports, they are watching for cocaine dealers and smugglers. And some of them, they know they're old customers. They just watch them pass, go, come, go, come, go like that. And you see, they are watching them through television, but the people don't know that they are being watched. And as they go, they watch people, how they behave. Those who act look like they're a bit nervous. Do you, do you follow me? Maybe they're a bit nervous. They have put some 
of the cocaine or the weed or the heroin or whatever it is somewhere. And so they are, they are a bit jittery and they are a bit nervous. And, so, and they know them and so they can spot them. So they don't, they don't check everybody. They check some people. And that is how the demons are. They are just watching. Those of, those of you Christians who are not so confident. You see, even when you pray, said that you are not like pastor. Pastor will never do this. Yes, you, you are not like so and so. You know, other Christians don't do what you are doing. Ah, yeah, and then there's a consciousness of sin in you. And doesn't, it doesn't allow you to flow and to be what you are. One time I wanted to preach about some things and then some said, oh, but you, you don't even do that what you preach. And God told me that, look, I can never wait until I am perfect before I'm saying I'm going to preach about something. I have to preach it anyway. And suddenly I became, I became confident. I realized that, look, I am what the Bible says I am. Whether I feel it, whether I see it, or whether whatever it is, I have to go ahead and believe that that is what I am. And that is the way it's going to come into existence. You have to believe it. Look, God has said some things about us. And as a church of God, we have to rise up. Look, because you are righteous. That's why I said when you go to court, you are bold. I know somebody who went to court. He was almost going to be sentenced to two years imprisonment. But he was so bold. He knew that he hadn't done anything. He knew that he was right. And everything was against him. But he was so calm. And the confidence with which he stood before the judge. I'm not telling you a fairy tale. The confidence, the way he spoke. The judge said, what school did you go to? I see. And where, uh, what happened? Why did you, what did that, know that you haven't done something wrong? Makes you confident. It makes you confident. It makes God listen to you. But you see, we have, we've been conscious of the fact that, oh, I am not right. So we sing songs, I'm not worthy. That's why we sing, I'm not worthy. Oh, oh, can you give me one of the songs? Please come and sing it. Uh, Ellen, do you know how to sing that song? Sing the first line. I am not worthy, holy Lord. What is that? Aha, uh-huh, yeah, carry on. You have slapped God. You have slapped God. You slapped him fast. Because he told you that I have made you the righteousness of God in Christ. Why you say you are not worthy? You have slapped him. And you see, that's why we don't get far in the things of God. Hallelujah. Amen. There is no such thing as growth in righteousness. There is growth in the knowledge of what righteousness means. Do you understand me? You cannot grow in righteousness. You can grow in the knowledge of what righteousness means. But you can't become more righteous. Very few people have faith in their righteousness in Christ. Few people have faith in their... Look, the Bible talks about the works of righteousness. When you are righteous, some works will start coming out of you. The Bible talks about the fruits of righteousness. That righteousness that God has made you, there are some fruits that have to come out in your life, have to come out in your, in your, in your, in your world. The fruits of that righteousness that you are. Hallelujah. The Christians stand before demons. And demons talk to them. And demons tell them what to do. I've seen it before. Where demons tell, I've, I've been told before by demons what to do. Because I didn't know what I was. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There is no such thing as growth in righteousness. There is growth in the knowledge of what righteousness means. Do you understand me? You cannot grow in righteousness. You can grow in the knowledge of what righteousness means. But you can become more righteous. 
Very few people have faith in their righteousness in Christ. Few people have faith in their... Look, the Bible talks about the works of righteousness. When you are righteous, some works will start coming out of you. The Bible talks about the fruits of righteousness. That righteousness that God has made you, there are some fruits that have to come out in your life, have to come out in your, in your, in your, in your world. The fruits of that righteousness that you are. Hallelujah. The Christians stand before demons and demons talk to them and demons tell them what to do. I've seen it before where demons tell, I've, I've been told before by demons what to do because I didn't know what I was. Are you hearing me? When you know what you are, no devil will tell you what. I've stood before demon possessed people and they told us what to do. They told us when to pray. They said, now worship. <laughs> demons told people, go and fast. Go and fast and come. And you see, you feel that, yes, if I fast, I will be more righteous. That's your mistake. If I fast, I will be more righteous. If I pray for three hours, then I will be good enough. No. Look, you can't make yourself more righteous. It can't change you. You cannot grow in righteousness. There's no such thing like that. You are as righteous as you will ever be. There's only growth in you, faith in your righteousness. You have to believe in what you are, what God has made you. Oh, are you hearing me this morning? Very few people have faith in their righteousness in Christ. They have faith in their weakness and in their lack of ability. Oh, I can't do that, brother. Come, come, come and stand and preach. Look, there are many people sitting here. Let me tell you. You are perfect preachers. You are excellent preachers. But because you feel that, mean I just got saved. Mina, I, I am just born again recently. Mina, I have not, I have not even stopped doing this and that and that. You are perfect preachers. But you have faith in your lack of ability. You have faith in your weakness. You think you are, you are more conscious of, of, of something else rather than conscious of the righteousness that you have been made. There are two things that you can decide to be conscious of. Be conscious of what God has made you or be conscious of sin that was in the past or sin that you, you have done yesterday. Are you hearing me this morning? Yes, Are you hearing me this morning? Yes, As you watch me preach, you can be more conscious about my hair. Has Pastor Jerry curled his hair today? Pastor sometimes does Jerry curls. Sometimes he has it this style. You can be more conscious of such things. Or you can be conscious of the word that is coming. You can decide what you want to be conscious of. Be conscious of the righteousness that is in you. Rather than the sin that you have been doing. And when you stand to pray, be confident. Look, every time you pray, you must get an answer. Don't pray without getting answers. Never pray without getting... Every time you pray, you must have an answer to your prayer. Every time you pray... Look, sometimes the move of God that we've seen, there have been at times when we've prayed least. In fact, the greatest moves of God are usually at the times when I have prayed least. I have had little... least. I have done the least preparation. Sometimes I preach the mightiest sermons that I ever preach. And I have not, I have not even prayed... Before I come to something ha- happened, things have happened, and I've just arrived at the pulpit like that. And instead of having faith in my weakness and in my inability, I just have faith in what God has made me. Hallelujah. Yeah. I have faith that I'm a child of God. I have faith that I'm righteous. I have faith that I'm a pastor. I have faith that there's an anointing upon me to teach the word of God. And I'm com- and I do it. And people people say that hey, and maybe somebody thinks that hey, today I really fasted or I fasted yesterday or so. No. But if we get more faith in what God has made us, dear friend, we are going to turn our, our life. Look, some of you, 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 have to, you have to move on from where you are. I mean, stop thinking about yourself that, oh, as for me, I'm just this. Or as for me, I know I can only... You can do so much more than you are doing. Don't think you, you may still drink a little. Don't think about your drinking. 
Amen. Don't think about that. You may be sick. You can still pray for the sick. Because the Bible says you have been healed by the stripes of Jesus. The fact that you are not healed or you are not experiencing him does not change that fact. Look, I know great, the greatest, some of the greatest ministers who were ministering healing, they were sick like nobody's business. They were on drugs like nobody's business. And they were ministering here. T.L. Osborne, they used to, he used to stand on the, on the crusade platform and cripples and people, madmen, every kind of disease will go away. And then you go back and they will carry him to a stretcher. One time they thought he was going to die. For 12 years he was carrying on like that. But you see, what God has said about him is true. And if you carry on believing it, look, a time will come when you will see it. You have to believe what God has said about you so that you'll be confident. But when you look at yourself, you lose confidence. When you look at what you have done, you lose confidence. When you look at who you are, your background, how well you speak, what you are, you lose confidence in your Christian life. Believe what God has said about you. Yes. Hallelujah. Believe what God has said Jesus. about you. You can go on, I tell you. You can move higher. You can go further if you have faith in the righteousness that God has made you. The spirit of a saved man is righteous and truly holy. Righteousness has been turned to somebody say righteousness has been credited to you. Until we have confidence in our own standing before the Father. Until we have confidence in our own righteousness in Christ. We will never have faith that will bring blessing to us and to others. Until that time, until we have faith in the righteousness that we have. We will never have enough faith to, bring, to be a blessing. Maybe you quarrel with your wife. Or you, quarrel, you have a quarrel with your beloved. Or a quarrel with your roommate. Then you come to church and they say, let us pray for so and so. You know, you know that it's not your prayer. <laughs> and a lot of us, it's not my, I know that my prayer won't be heard. Maybe you had a quarrel with your mother before you came. Or maybe you insulted somebody before and now you are sorry about it. You know, all these things. Then as you are praying, you, you, you feel some way. So, you know, you don't, you don't feel so confident in the prayer. So you think that my prayer, there yeah, and it won't be heard. <laughs> if you don't believe it, it won't be heard. You think God is going to believe it. You don't believe in them. God should believe it. You don't even believe in your words that are coming from your mouth. Will God believe it? No way. The Bible says, let him not think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. You don't believe it. So many of us will be in that situation. But you see, if you have confidence, look, I am what God says I am. I am what God has made me to be. Hallelujah. Alright. Okay, turn your Bible to Philemon. Philemon. I'm sure some of you, can, some of you don't know that is in the Bible, but it's there, okay. You've been reading Mills and Boone and uh, sports, sports graphic or sports whatever, spectator. How a woman gave birth to a snake and all weird stories. And you believe them. And when God says that Jonah was captured by a fish and he lived in a fish for three days, you doubt it. But an unbeliever writes a story about how a woman gave birth after 21 months. You believe it? My God. Faith is destroyed by sin consciousness. Faith. <laughs> With sin consciousness. As long as you think about what you've been doing, your faith is spoiling. You don't have faith. Turn to somebody and say, faith is destroyed by sin consciousness. Hallelujah. Faith, say it again to somebody. Glory to God. 
Faith is built up and made invincible by righteousness consciousness. Say it, say it out. Faith is built up and made invincible by righteousness conscious. By being conscious of your righteousness, faith is built up. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now, let's read Philemon, Second Philemon. Have you found Second Philemon? Philemon verse 6. Let's all stand up and read it together. All right. Now, here again, we have these old English words, communication there. It means sharing. Okay, sharing. Okay, now let's read it together. Hold your Bible in your left hand and read it out loud. Ready, go. Let's read it again. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Do you know something? Your Christian life is going to change when you begin to acknowledge the good things that are in you. Because here it says that your faith is going to become more effective. Your Christian life. Let's read it again. It says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by acknowledging every weakness which is in you in Christ Jesus. But most times we, we think that we are being humble. Oh Lord, I know I'm not worthy, oh God, to pray to you today. Lord, I'm so impatient at home. Oh Lord, forgive me. Lord, I know I have not been able to pray so much. Oh God. Lord, me pao I realize, oh God, I shouldn't have committed that sin last week. Oh Lord, Lord, forgive me. Oh Lord, humble me, humble me. Lord, I need humility. Oh Lord. It doesn't go, it, it's not Christianity. That is not Christianity. That is an old idea. You see, we used to think that it, it pleases God when we come to God and we say bad things about ourselves. Lord, I, Lord, I, I've been fornicating. Lord, I fornicated yesterday again. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, please. Lord, I'm so impatient. Lord, Lord, help me to be temperate. Lord, I ate too much yesterday after fasting. Lord, I tried to fast again. I wasn't able to fast. Lord, help me to fast. Help me to fast. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, now I want to pray for others. But I know I'm not ready to pray for them. I know pastor will also pray for them. I want to pray for the sick. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Lord, help them. Lord, 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 please, please help them, Lord. Search their lives. Oh dear me. Oh dear me. No. Bible says that your faith will become effective by acknowledging good things that are in you. Not weaknesses, not your fault. Not you say acknowledge, think about, talk about, think about, remember, acknowledge good things, not bad things, not evil things. 
Not, not bad things, not your weaknesses, but good things that are in you, in Christ Jesus. And your faith, your Christian life. Look, you know, when I stand here, I feel good. Look, that's a great, I feel great. I mean, I feel wonderful. I feel like Superman. I feel I'm the greatest. I feel I'm the best. In fact, I know I'm the best. I know I'm making it. I know good things are happening. I know I'm petty. As I stand before God, clear, no problem, no sin, nothing. Clear. Why? My, my doing? Because I'm a good man? No. Because I did this or I did that? No. Because I fasted? Yes, I didn't fast. The day before, I didn't fast. The week before? No. Why? Because of what he said. That I have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The songs that we sing, the songs that we sing, that, that makes the, that, it, 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 it removes the faith. Give me a song that we sing like that. We sing these songs and it, it, it shows that we don't believe what God has made us. I am so sinful. I am not worthy. I am this. I am that. Even this song, Amazing Grace, how, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. Okay. You saved a wretch before when I was an unbeliever, when I was not in the world. That is a good description of me, a wretch, wretched. But now that I'm saved, do not, don't refer to yourself as a wretch. You are not a wretch. You see, you are, every time you say these things, you are insulting God. Lord, Lord, a wretch like me, just help me, Lord. Move in my life, Lord. Help me to be perfect. Lord, make me righteous like pastor. No, no, don't pray that prayer. Make me righteous like Pastor Eddie, the way he praises you, Lord. I want to praise you the same way, Lord. It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help yourself. The Bible says that you, your, your faith is going to become effective. Verse 6, underline it, circle it, put an arrow. If you can't write in your Bible, throw that Bible away. Get one you can write in. Write in it and say, write by... Circle it. Say that you become effective when you acknowledge good things that are in you. Some of you keep on giving testimony of how you were, how you are, how you are, how you are. It doesn't help. Look, do you know what the Bible even says? The Bible says that now in Revelations, it's, it's a fantastic verse. He said, now salvation is come. Salvation and strength is come. And the power of God and his Christ. Why? Because the accuser of the brethren has been cast down. You see, the continual accusation, accusing of you that you have done this or like you are this or that, that, it removes the strength and the faith in what God has done. And that's why the Bible says that now salvation and strength has come. Why? Salvation and strength and the power of God and his Christ has come because the accuser of the brethren which accused the saints of God before God daily has been cast down. Salvation and strength. Look, Ishmael, salvation and strength will come into your hand. You will, you will be in your room at home in Osu and you wave your hand like this before Almighty God and say, God, I want a revival. God, I want you to deliver so and so. Father, I don't want this to happen again in my house. Lord, I am tired of this problem. Lord, do this. And God will hear you because your confidence. You see, you'll be his child. You will know your rights. Look, I know how I relate to my father. I know my rights with my father. I know exactly what I can tell. Some people can't relate to my father the way I relate to him. Things that I can do, nobody else can do them in this world except me. In relation to my earthly father. Because I know him. 
I know the way I stand with him. I know my relationship with him. So I'm very calm. I know what I can ask for. I know even what I can take of his property. That I know that I can take it. No problem. Because he's my father. And I know the relationship that I have with him. Amen. I have that relationship. I know where I stand. I tell you, when you know where you stand with your heavenly father. Look, I tell you, Christian brother, Christian sister. You will stand and say, Father, enough is enough. Lord, this situation must end today. I curse it. Let it die. You see somebody and say, I don't want to see this person anymore. I remember somebody. <laughs> who I didn't want to see. Yes. He came from a country on the west coast whose name begins with a G. <laughs> and uh, he, was a, he was a drug addict and all sorts of things. And he, he, he actually came to stay in my house. And he was involved in getting involved nearer and nearer to my life. Until one day I said, no way. It's enough. It's enough. I didn't say anything to him. In fact, I smiled with him. Hi, how are you? Yeah, fine. And I told my heavenly father, Father, no more. Goliath. <laughs> it's okay. Take him back. And you, you know, I don't want to go into the details of how that person came and how he went. But he went. So many people like that. Sometimes I don't, I don't want to see. Some, sometimes God has to deliver you from wicked and unreasonable people. Sometimes in your business, in your life, your workplace, there are some people that it's, it's not helping you that they are there. You pray for them, you pray for them still. Things are not changing. Sometimes say, Lord, can I take him away? It's enough. It's enough. You, are, you know your relationship with your father. You and your father, you know how you are. You can go to him at any time. Tell him, Lord, this is what I Because you have confidence. But when you think about how you didn't pray yesterday, when you think about how you didn't do this and how you did that, your confidence will go away from you. Hallelujah. We are the right. Turn to somebody say, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Be, have faith in your righteousness. You can't grow in righteousness. You are as righteous as you will ever be. You are the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. You can grow in faith in your righteousness. Have faith in your righteousness. Have faith in your righteousness. Have faith in who you are in Christ. In the name of Jesus. Tell to somebody, say, if you sin, confess it immediately. Because it's not your nature. And when you confess your sin, you will come back into fellowship. With your heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? The spirit of a saved man. You know, when you are saved, you are confident. You are righteous. You are truly holy. You are what God says you are. In fact, many of us, as we stand here, have let God down in our lives. We have let God down terribly. We have disappointed God. But you see, the situation cannot change. God has made you what he has made you. God loves you and God wants you to acknowledge the righteousness, the good things that are in you in Christ. From today onwards, dear friend, as you have faith in that righteousness, your boldness will multiply. You will stand in the face of powers of darkness. You will stand in the face of witches from all over Ghana, witchcraft from all over the world, and you will be able to face it and crush it. Because you will be bold in the face of all the enemy. When you stand before your heavenly father, 
you will be bold as a lion because you know what you are you know what he has made you you know that you're standing with him is what he says in his word dear friend let us become more conscious we have preached about our failures for too long that has kept the church under we have preached about sin for too long it's we, we don't have to have sin we will not tolerate sin not for one single day we won't tolerate sin but we don't have to keep on thinking about it acknowledging it thinking about it talking about it we have to talk about what God has made us we have to talk about what God has said about us we have to begin to acknowledge those good things that are in us in Christ Jesus then our lives are going to be different we are going to face God with a boldness we are going to face God knowing what we are we will pray different types of prayers we will sing different kinds of songs as we know what we are in Christ Jesus oh just begin to pray and thank God that you are you are not going to become you are not trying to be present tense you are right now whatever you do whatever you have done if you are in Christ today you are righteous you have free entrance into heaven the gates of heaven are open unto you every day anytime God's ear is open unto you anytime because now you are the righteousness of God in Christ thank you father thank you father Hallelujah. We just want to bow down our heads now. Invitation. Through the glory is here. I want to pray for yes, you here. Maybe you are here and you don't really understand what I'm talking about. You are not born again. I, I want to pray for you today. I want to pray for you this morning. Maybe you, you say, Pastor, I don't really understand what you're talking about. I want to know God. As you sit here, maybe life has not been so favorable to you. Life has not been so pleasant to you. Bible says, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. He didn't say, I'll give you more problems, more difficulties, more temptation. He said, come unto me and I will give you rest. This morning, Jesus is calling you. He's passing your way this morning. And he says, all ye that labor, you have problems. You can't really understand. God seems to be far away. You want to know Jesus this morning. Deep down in your heart, you know that even though you come to church, even though you've attended church today, deep down in your heart, you know that you don't really know God. You are just somehow coming. Or you are just an attendee. Or maybe you are a choir member somewhere. But deep down in your heart, you know that you don't really know God. This morning, you want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to know God. I want to know Jesus. I want Jesus to take away my burdens. Raise up your hand. Say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to pray with you right now. I see a hand. I want to pray for you this morning. I see your hands. I see your hand. You want to say, I want to know Jesus this morning. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. For those that have lifted up their hands. You are here, you don't know God. You want to know Him. You want to say, Jesus, I want to know you this morning. Lift up your hand high. I want to pray with you. 
All right. Thank you. God bless you. Papa, I see your hands. Lift up your hand. Don't be shy. The demon of shyness and the demon of timidity will just take you to hell. Lift up your hand. You stand alone on that day. You alone. I see your hands. I see your hands. Hands are coming up. Lift up your hand. We, we are waiting for you. Church of God, I want you to believe God with me right now that there will, there will, be, there will be new creations here this morning. You want to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I want to give you a last chance to raise up your hand. You don't let this opportunity I don't want you to go out of this place not knowing whether you know Jesus because it's too dangerous and say it's thank you father for all those that have lifted up their hand this morning you have lifted up your hand I want you to stand up on your feet so that I can pray with you just stand on your feet God bless you God bless you stand up on your feet all over the where, wherever you stood up just stand up there is still room could you please come forward? Just yes, walk to the front and we pray with you. At the cross for you. Let's all sing it. There's room at the cross. There is room at the cross. There's room. There's room. There's room at the cross of Jesus. Whoever you are, there's room at the cross. There's room at the cross for one more. No millions have come. Though so many have come already, there's still room for one. Though millions have come, yes, there is still room for one. Yes, there is room at the cross for you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.